Welcome back to the Broke Bold Podcast. I'm your favorite broke host, Marcial Nunez. And as always, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I'm always incredibly excited to bring you a new episode. And if you tuned into my last episode, then you know I had the opportunity to interview my friend Ashley and we talked all about the inner child. What is it? How can you find it? How can you heal it? And it was just overall a great conversation if you haven't had the chance to check it out definitely do because it's a nice segue into this episode that i'm doing today i still wanted to continue the conversation about our younger selves and i kept wondering well how can i base a episode around that without repeating principles that she may have talked about because when i do interviews on my podcast i always like to make my guest the spotlight like what can i learn from them rather than making the, you know, entire episode about myself. So now I want to go and dive into my younger self. And in that interview, I ended it by asking Ashley, what would you tell your younger self if you had the opportunity to meet her? And I think about this all the time. Like, what would I tell young Mossy if I had the chance? And man, that would be like a three-day conversation because I'd have so much to tell her. But from that, as I was reflecting, there's some lessons that I would love to share with you all. So I'm going to title this video, Lessons I Would Tell My Younger Self. And as I'm doing this episode, I encourage you to even think about your own life. What would you tell your younger self? And I feel like that in itself is a great practice on just rewarding your growth because as you see all the lessons that now you're aware of, it's crazy to think at one point you would have needed these lessons that as an adult, now you know the answer. Um, I know you might also be thinking, why do I need to hear an episode about what you would tell a child? Well, as I was reflecting on the lessons I would tell my younger self, I realized a lot of these lessons are things that I, as an adult, still have to remind myself about. So I feel like everybody could benefit from this. I truly hope you enjoy this episode. But as always, I'm going to go ahead and dive into my current favorites before we get into the topic. And I'm excited because this time around, I have an actual product. <laughs> I feel like on the last few current favorites, I'm always mentioning movies and shows and Although you bet your top dollar on this episode, I am also going to be recommending a show. I do have a product for you this time around, so that's exciting. I'm going to go ahead and actually start with that product. I do want to preface with saying that this company in no way sponsored me. However, this current favorite was sent to me through a PR package. And keep in mind, when people send me PR packages, that does not guarantee in any way that I will love the product. However, in this case, I did love it and I'm so thankful. So I've seen this brand all over TikTok and Instagram. It's like in everybody's morning routine and nighttime routine videos, but the brand is necessary and they are a skin and body care company and their packaging is super aesthetically pleasing. Like it looks like luxury skincare, but it comes at a very affordable price. And they sent me their body serum, body lotion, but your girl's favorite was the body wash. So it's like a gel cleanser. It doesn't foam up a lot on the skin. doesn't leave you dry when you get out the shower. Because you know there's some body washes you'll be scrubbing your body, get out, and then you feel like super dry and you have to moisturize, but no. Like you still feel very nice and moisturized. However, my favorite thing about this body wash is the smell. And it does come in a few different scents, but the scent that they sent me, that sounds funny, is eucalyptus. And it is so relaxing. Like if I had a long day of work and I go and shower, 
that smell from this body wash just relaxes me and literally gets me ready for bed <laughs> like i love it so much um so with that being said they did send me a discount code um it's masi nunez for 10 percent off if you guys want to get a little coupon but i believe the body wash runs for $25 on their website. I would not recommend anything that I do not love myself. So that is one of my current favorites. And I'm so excited that, again, I have a product this time around. But now, the TV show that I want to recommend. This show, y'all, if you have been listening to me since 2019, if you're an OG Broke Bowl listener, then you know I love anything Halloween, spooky or scary. And I love, love, love when shows or movies come out that are scary and it's not Halloween season. So there's a show called Archive 81 that came out on Netflix a few weeks ago and it was trending. And oh my goodness, I literally binge watched it in a day and a half, which is kind of embarrassing but totally worth it every episode is it ends with one of those cliffhangers where you're like oh my god now i have to watch the next episode like i need to know what happens <laughs> and it's super creepy and what i like about this show and what i think they mastered is making it suspenseful and mysterious enough for you want to keep binge watching it and making it spooky enough where you're a little frightened but it won't scare people away from continuing watching it if that makes sense because there's some stuff that's scary and people will watch it and then automatically like knock it down because it's too scared. But I feel like the show has a great balance and y'all, it's just so good. I'm going to make sure to include kind of like a summary, like the Mossy's Cliff Note version of it on my Instagram when I post about my current favorites. But if you have time, definitely check out that show because I loved it so much. So those are my two current favorites for this week's episode, Archive 81 and my Necessaire Body Wash in the Scent Eucalyptus. Now let's dive into this conversation, the lessons I would tell my younger self. So I'm breaking this episode down into six lessons, which was tough because honestly, if I had a moment to sit down with my younger self, there's a bajillion things that I would tell her because younger Mossy... Younger Mossy has gone through a lot. <laughs> she got herself in a lot of trouble. She was very insecure. She had a lot of things to get through, and I'm thankful for it, especially now because of the growth. But man, she could use some lessons, especially hearing it from like an older version of herself. But I broke it down into six simple lessons, and you'll see that the lessons kind of progress from like one of my youngest years up until like teenage high school mossy so i'm excited to dive into them but the first one first one's simple and something that i feel we all heard as a kid from our older loved ones our parents our older brothers and sisters and it's appreciate every moment and enjoy being a kid i feel like i would tell myself this in my early elementary school years especially because this is the time in my life that i have the most nostalgia for especially lately. I don't know if it's because I'm about to be 25 or just life's getting more serious by the day, but I genuinely miss being a child. I miss the innocence that comes with it. I miss not being exposed to so much. I miss literally just going day by day, enjoying things. And especially like back then, what I grew up as a kid, like in the early thousands and Things are definitely different now <laughs> than they were then, but I think about that a lot, and in the last two years, I've been wanting to visit my old house, and I'll definitely keep you guys posted if I do at any point when I record these episodes, but I only live 15 to 20 minutes away from the house that I grew up from, 
and I haven't visited it in a long time. And I love the nostalgia that comes with it when I drive by, even when I'm just on the street. I genuinely, it's like it hits me in the face because those moments were so precious. And it's crazy because I feel like as a kid, I would stress about the smallest things. I mean, who doesn't, right? But I would stress about the smallest things or think the most minor inconvenience was the end of the world. And I think about it, I'm like, girl, you have no idea what would have come later on in your life. So I would have loved to just sit down with old Mossy, definitely early elementary school years. And I feel like, you know, we roll our eyes at our parents when they say it, but I think I definitely would have listened to myself if it was coming from future me. But as I was reflecting on this idea of appreciate every moment and enjoy being a kid, that's something that I still can tell myself because with that quarter life crisis and the fact that I'm turning 25 soon, I feel like society or just where we're at in life right now has convinced me that I am running out of time. And in actuality, I'm not, you know, and I'm having a hard time while still being responsible, figuring my life out, making sure my career is set, making sure I get everything together to move back out and this and that, but also realizing like, hey, dude, yes, you're an adult, you have to get stuff together, but you're also young on the grand scheme of things. And that's something I've just been struggling with so much. So I definitely think this is advice I still can give myself. Like, appreciate every moment. I'm not getting younger. Appreciate these early 20s and you know enjoy being a young adult rather than enjoy being a kid I feel like now it's enjoy being a young adult to the fullest you know I don't have to have it all figured out and that's okay this second lesson is something that I would tell Maciel younger me at the age of like those preteen years and definitely transitioning into middle school And it's be kinder to your parents and give people their roses while they are here. This is something that especially in the last year or so, I've just felt so passionate about. And I think it's because I'm watching my friends become parents. I've had the opportunity to be even closer to my parents and my family and just really learning to appreciate those moments together. So I digress back to younger Masi. Masi at this age, I was very, I was a brat. I'll flat out say it. I was a brat. And you know, I'm the first to say, be kind to yourself, but I'm also real and I'll hold myself accountable. At that age, I was a total brat. I was mean to my peers and I was even meaner to my parents. And a lot of it had to do with not understanding the situation, just blaming, kind of just throwing myself a pity party because my parents were divorced. I mean, I am a child of divorce, which is really common, I know now, but um, there was just so many layers to it. On one end, I was angry at my mother and I wasn't seeing her sacrifices. I wasn't understanding the commitments that she was making to my brother and I. I did not understand that until the older I got. And then I had my dad who I knew I didn't understand he was the reason the marriage ended. But I like was defending him, but then he would do little mess ups where I was like, oh, this probably happened because of you, buddy. And so I was just angry at the both of them. And you know what I thought about the other day? And that's what led me to this lesson is, dude, I'm like in the age of when my parents were first parenting. Personally, I cannot imagine myself as a parent right now. I know I wouldn't have it all together. So who am I like to blame my parents for how they didn't have it all together with my brother and I. 
And I think, like I said, I think it's seeing my friends become parents. My my best friend, she had a kid very young, and we have a whole episode, a podcast episode about her being a teen mom. It's a great episode. Totally recommend it. But seeing her transition into motherhood, first, it is a beautiful thing to watch. I think she does an incredible job at raising her son with everything she's ever had to face, all the challenges. I think she does it so well. But it also makes me realize being a parent does not come with a manual. There is not a perfect way to parent. Ideally, there would be, but you could read all the self-help books on how to parent and you still would not know how to handle certain situations until you're faced with them. And I think when I thought and realized this, it made me realize I should have given my parents grace a long time ago. And just thinking of my mom at my age having my brother at that time and living in New York and running up and down the street with him like oh my god it just gives me a whole new perspective on it and respect more than anything for my parents because you know my dad's definitely not perfect Uh, mm -mm. but he tried and my mom's not perfect but she made so many sacrifices and she made sure that me and my brother never starve and Again, I told you guys we would get very personal on this episode, but it's just little things like that that I'm like, dang, I was really hard on my parents growing up, and I wish I could have just talked to younger Masi and be like, give them a break. You have no idea because your mom covers it so well because she's such a strong woman and doesn't let you see her struggle. You have no idea what she's dealing with, and your dad, your dad's a young man. Like, he's still figuring out how to be a grown man. It's just so bizarre to me now being in those ages that my parents were in. I hope that's making sense. But with that, it brought me to that lesson. Be kinder to your parents. And even now, I try to give people their roses while they are here, especially with, you know, I've mentioned it before, my grandfather passing away during the beginning of the pandemic. And there's just little moments that I'm like, my parents could just go at any moment. And you have to hold those people that you love so close and give them their roses while they are here. Never have the opportunity to wish like, oh my God, if only I would have told them how much I love them more. Like, no, I have that opportunity now. So I'm going to be kind to my parents. I'm going to give them their roses and make them feel loved. And, you know, I feel like the older we get, obviously everybody has a different family dynamic. And I do want to respect that and also take that into consideration. But in my own case, I grew up always attending family events and family parties and obviously that was my parents and my uncles and all my aunts putting those events together and now they're old and it's kind of crazy to think like now we're the ones, the cousins and myself, we're responsible for these family get-togethers and it's just, it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet because everybody's now older and busy and it just gives you perspective to really appreciate the moments with your loved ones and be kind to your loved ones. And give the people in your life a lot of grace and understanding because you yourself, you are not perfect. And so how can we expect the next person to be too? So now for the third lesson. And this is one that I probably would have benefited from hearing as I went into high school. So we're talking about freshman year of high school, Masia Nunez. And reason being, I feel like high school is such a weird experience for everybody. Of course, for some people, it was better than for other people. But for, I feel for everybody, it's those four years that you're really figuring out who you are, what you like, just like college, but even 
earlier and it's during those weird phases of hormones and you start dating people and high school's weird and in my case I went to three high schools so I had three opportunities to be any version of myself that I wanted to so the lesson that I would give Mossy entering high school would be you don't succeed by being like anyone else you don't succeed by being like anyone else and I love that I still tell myself that you know that in my episodes I always bring up the idea of comparisons and how it's the thief of joy and I stick true to that because I even fail at that sometimes. I feel like for people who were born around the same years as me, we watched that transition where we got to enjoy the early thousands, but we also watched the rise of social media and that transition and I personally believe that nobody has had to deal with more influence from like the outside than us. Because we were heavily influenced by what we saw on social media and, you know, the attacks we would get online or just the constant feedback or people talking and their opinions. And on top of that, we had the influence of what we saw on regular media, on TV, in the magazines. And keep in mind, y'all, when I was in high school, that was still like around the Tumblr phase. I don't know if everybody used Tumblr in high school, but... I did, and that was, like, really big. There was, like, Tumblr famous people. There was Facebook famous girls that you'd, you know, I just remember looking at some women and being like, oh, my God, maybe if I did my hair like them or maybe if I bought the same, I know it sounds so stupid, y'all, but maybe if I bought the same book bag as them where it's like, no, what book bag does Mossy want? You know, like, what hairstyle feels like you? And to this day, that's something I work on is, being my authentic self and what I find is people like me for me and the people that don't they have no business being around me and you know I know I'm a very quirky person I know I'm cheesy and that's like the first thing people will say um when they meet me is like I'm so quirky I'm so cheesy that's just genuinely who I am and the older I get the more I realize I'm going to have a much easier time being myself than trying to please others, trying to put up a facade and live up to maybe what works well for other people. But for me, it's cheaper and it's easier to just be who I am. So I I would have told myself going into high school, you don't succeed by being like anyone else. So for this fourth lesson, I think it's important to understand that as a kid, I was a big dreamer. I came out the womb believing that I was a superstar, okay? And I mean that in the most non-cocky or conceited way, but my mom always shares stories about how when I was a kid, I would tell people, I'm going to be famous. And I always joke about that now, kind of like keeping that inner child alive. I always say, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be famous. And, you know, so much to the point, and I feel like I've shared this story before, but in fifth grade, we had a motivational speaker come in, and I don't even remember what the whole thing the talk was about but I just remember at one point he goes oh how many of you guys want to be famous and we all wrote literally every kid in the room rose their hand and then he was like okay well only one of you guys are actually going to do it and everybody put their hands down and I literally kept my hand up and I was like what you guys are looking at her like that's how confident I was that my dreams are attainable you guys and it's a story that always sticks with me because I realized as a kid I was aware that possibilities are endless like you make what you want out of this life like Hannah Montana said life's what you make it so let's make it rock however the lesson that I would tell Mossy and especially in her high school years is 
take risks with dreams and goals. Although I understood that they were attainable, I think to a certain extent, I was always scared to act on them. Like, I kind of, I feel like I lost that sense of believing in myself in high school because when I was younger, you know, there's that story about the motivational speaker and then y'all around this time, keep in mind, I even tried out for Camp Rock. I sent in the most ridiculous (laughs) audition tape for Camp Rock. Like, that's how much I believed myself as a kid and I don't know what happened in high school that I think I just kind of doubted myself a little bit and so... I would have told myself in high school, take risks with dreams and goals because there's so many things that I think of that I do now that I'm like, oh my God, if I would have started sooner, if I would have believed that this was possible sooner, I would be so ahead. For example, and I'm going to use this example as to why, my YouTube channel. I didn't start YouTube until I graduated high school. It was in 2015 I started my channel and I was so excited. It was something I always wanted to do. I've always loved being in front of a camera and it's something that feels very natural for me. And so, you know, for the past, what, how many? Oh my God, I've had my channel for seven years. I literally just realized that now as I was talking. Oh my God, that makes me feel old. (laughs) I've had my channel for seven years. For the past seven years, You know, YouTube was something that brought me joy, that made me feel full of life. And imagine had I had something like that in my high school years. I just can't imagine the amount of growth I would have had then had I started early. And, you know, especially in those prime years where you're still so passionate and excited and, you know, so it's little things like that that make me wish I could have told myself like, hey, take that risk. Don't care what people think about you. It might be embarrassing at first for you to follow those dreams or goals but they're possible believe in yourself and take those risks and i hate feeling like about certain things what what would my life be if i had started sooner so it's something that i still tell myself now if there's something that i want to pursue i'm going to do my best to try it and the worst thing that could happen is it doesn't work out that's it it didn't work out and i move on to something else so lesson number four Take risks with your dreams and your goals. So lesson number five is something that I still deal with literally every other month, I feel like. I feel like my circle is just getting smaller and smaller, which it's good. You know, I don't mind it. Big believer and it's the quality of the friends that you keep around you, the quality of the people around you rather than the quantity. And, you know, although I have social media, you know, there's people I stay in touch with, obviously, but I'm talking about those close relationships. And lesson number five is temporary people give permanent lessons. If I think about who I was in middle school or high school and the friends I had around me, and if you would have told me at that time, like, hey, these people are not going to be in your future. I would have been like, yeah, right, (laughs) you're crazy. (laughs) And I don't remember who it was in high school who told me, you know, don't get so caught up in the friendships or relationships that you make in this time because you're only going to talk to 3% of the people that you know right now. But that's so true. And now I reflect, I'm like, whoever told me that at that time, they were so right. Um, I feel like at that age, you put so much value in your closest friends because they're the ones experiencing life with you they're the ones going through the same motions high school seeing it from the front end and at the time it makes sense because it's hard to sometimes talk to your parents it's hard to trust in older people at that time and you know it's easy to relate to your peers 
But another part of growing up that's hard but so valuable is that there's going to be people that come into your life that you put so much value in that you build very close bonds to that are going to hurt you and that are going to serve a purpose by being a permanent lesson. I'm not talking about the people that because of, you know, natural situations like they went to a different college or, you know, they moved. No, that's a different circumstance. But I'm talking about those friendships that you put so much energy into and you felt devastated in the end because it was a friendship you would have never imagined would have ended. And maybe it it ended in a really bad way. And the same thing applies to relationships. Oh my God. If you would have told Mossy with her first boyfriend, you guys are going to break up. I would have never believed you because, you know, you're just young and you're in love and you're thinking this is the person I'm going to marry and this and that. But they're temporary people sometimes, you know, and I think I had, yeah, I had two boyfriends in high school, like two main boyfriends in high school. And each time, <laughs> sounds horrible, but each time, you know, that I, we broke up, I felt so distraught. I felt like my life was ending, you know, but the way that they hurt me showed me so much more about who they were at the time. And I didn't see that until I got older you know, of course, I'm gonna give them their grace and understand they're grown now. They probably are aware of what they did. Same applies to the friendships I had. But no, like we put so much value in the people around us that we need to understand any person, especially those friends, boyfriends, they can be temporary people that are going to give us a permanent lesson. And even into my adulthood, oh my goodness, there are so many people that have backstabbed, that have just shown me their true colors that I would have never expected it from. People who I literally thought I would go to the grave with, like my closest friends. And it's just incredible to see that people that you thought would be forever in your life become temporary people. But with that, like I said, it serves a purpose. It gives a permanent lesson. These lessons can be to higher your standards when it comes to friendships and relationships teach you to not put up with anything that you don't like, makes you more aware of the type of people that you want around you, and makes you value yourself a lot more. So although they're temporary people and it's going to hurt, I would tell Younger Masi this, like although the idea of temporary people scares you, it's going to serve a permanent lesson that's going to grow you into a beautiful and strong woman someday. So my final lesson It's something to kind of just round up everything that I've mentioned. And I thought it would be a beautiful way to end my six lessons I would teach my younger self. And it's no rain, no flowers. Say it again. No rain, no flowers. And that's one of my favorite quotes ever since I feel like I transitioned into my adulthood. Because when I reflect on my entire life, I've gone through a lot, y'all. I've gone through so much in my life and even up to this point. But I realize if I'm metaphorically speaking of myself as a flower, I would not be here had it not been for the rain, had it not been for the hardships, for the lessons, for the pain. All those things help me grow into the person that I am. It makes me think about the meaning of the lotus flower. Um... There's a quote and it says, like a lotus flower, we too have the ability to rise from the mud, bloom out of the darkness and radiate into the world. 
And I love that. I love the idea of the lotus flower, what it symbolizes, how the most beautiful lotus bloom in the muddiest water. And it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor for our lives, you know? All those things that we're going through in our younger years, all the things that young Mossy went through, they served a purpose. And sometimes in order to grow, we have to get uncomfortable. We have to get uncomfortable with the people around us. We have to take risks even if there's no reward. And we really have to challenge ourselves to be honest with who we are and learn more about ourselves. And I think that's beautiful. You know, it's kind of a blessing in disguise that we need rain in order to form into the most beautiful versions of ourselves. And I feel like it's definitely one of the biggest lessons out of the six because it does round everything up. But yeah, if I had the opportunity to sit down with a younger version of myself and I could only tell her one thing, out of all these six and she was going through a hard time felt like the world was crashing on her i would definitely tell her no rain no flowers and that all of the things that she's going through all the uncomfortable moments the hardships the heartbreak it's going to help her bloom into such a resilient woman and matter of fact the woman that she's looking at and how one day she'd be making a podcast sharing all the lessons she learned in her life and hoping that it impacts other people in a way. So those are my six lessons. There's definitely, like I said, there's so many more that I probably could have told Younger Moss. I didn't even touch on like money lessons, but I feel like I kind of want to make that its own episode. Um, like money lessons I would tell my younger self because there's so many things that they just don't teach you in high school that now as an adult are so important but all in all those are the six simple lessons that I would tell my younger self and I thought it would be nice to end this episode with a quote this is by Dave Delaney and it's be the person you needed when you were younger and that's honestly one of my daily intentions is to make that little version of me that young Mossy so proud because I just know that if I had the chance to meet me back in the day like she would be in awe of all that I've already accomplished so I'm gonna say that one more time be the person you needed when you were younger well guys I hope throughout this episode you had a chance to think about what maybe you would tell your younger self I hope it has allowed you to reflect even on your own growth the hardships that you went through that's made you the person that you are today if you enjoyed this episode please reach out to me because i love your feedback i love the constru constructive criticism i love when you guys leave reviews on apple podcasts all of that helps me grow and be better at being a podcast host so as always thank you so much for tuning into my podcast i really hope you enjoyed this episode and i can't wait to tune in with you guys on my next one.